James Scully here. You're about to listen to the pilot episode of A Reimagination of Frontier Gentlemen, which was originally created by Anthony Ellis for CBS in 1958. In 2020, I met Mr. Ellis's daughter, Brianna Ellis Isaac, thanks to an episode on the original series that I produced for Breaking Walls. Brianna and I became fast friends who shared an appreciation for the golden age of radio and a mutual belief in the growth of new scripted audio fiction productions. In 2021, Brianna hired me to help bring Frontier Gentlemen back to life in a new adaptation using Mr. Ellis's previously written scripts and updating the story in order to introduce Frontier Gentlemen to current audiences. This is that pilot episode. To find out more about the new Frontier Gentlemen, please go to FrontierGentlemen.com. And now, enjoy the show. In early 1876, I returned from war in India to find that my father had raped my fiancée. I had two options, kill him or leave England. I got a job with the London Times and went to the American West. I wanted an interview with Sitting Bull. Little did I know how difficult that would be. Dear Jeremy, I hope this letter finds you well. Letters seem to take a month or more to arrive. I don't have a sense of what to ask or how to explain my feelings since your hastened departure, but I miss you. Here with an Englishman's account of life and death in the West. As a reporter for the London Times, he writes his colorful and unusual accounts. But as a man with a gun, he lives and becomes a part of the violent years in the new territories. This is the story of J.B. Kendall, Frontier Gentlemen. My head was spinning. I couldn't read Elizabeth's letter any further. It had been a sea-sickening 98 days since St. Louis. Before that, it was New York and London. We traveled up the dirty, silt-filled Missouri on a little sternwheeler, scuffling over 2,000 miles of sandbars and rapids. Eventually, we made our way into the lonely wastes of another swifter stream, the Yellowstone. Here, clearer waters began, and the landscape, magnificent, unlike anything I had ever seen in England. Even my army days in India had not prepared me for this sense of vastness. Finally, we docked at South Sunday, Montana Territory. My ticket had cost $300. It left me with 50. Not nearly enough to write about the West.
The little town was a mere blemish against the gloom of the surrounding landscape. Vehicles and handcarts jostled for position on the dusty thoroughfare. The horses, burrows and mules all looked well-worn and shabby. Rough lookers, merchants, bonneted women and small children darted in and out. I found my way to the express office. I had slim hope there might be a letter. Or my remittance from England. Afternoon. Just in off the boat? Right. I wonder if there's a letter for me. J.B. Kendall? Uh, uh, Kendall? Uh... Oh, hey, any trouble on the way up? I hear the Sioux been kicking up their heels. Sitting bulls managing some big medicine again. Don't sound good. We didn't see any, though that's part of why I'm here. Kendall, Kendall. Mm. Hey, English, ain't you? I figured by your talk... Don't see many of you in these parts. Mm, but, uh, nope, nope, nope. Nothing for you, mister. Oh. You sure? It's rather important. Uh, from England. Well, maybe something tomorrow on the overland. Hey, say, you planning to stay a while? I think so. Well, then you better get and register then. Register? Over at Sheriff Clanton's office? You see that notice on the wall? All strangers to South Sunday will, within one hour of arrival, register at the office of the sheriff or will be prosecuted. Hmm. That's Clanton's orders. Thank you. Oh, that's all right. Wouldn't want to see you in trouble. This ain't the healthiest town in the territory for strangers. Oh. Any particular reason? Well, it's, uh, oh, uh, afternoon, Mr. Farley. Mr. Kendall here is just off the boat. I was telling him about registering. That's a good idea. He was a barrel-chested man of medium height with a pock-marked face and a bandana around his neck. His eyes were cold. His gun hung low. Dig Farley's one of the sheriff's deputies. Helps keep South Sunday law-abiding. It's a big job What's in your these business, guys? mister? Oh, you might call me a jack of all trades. I do a little writing for a London newspaper. You know, an Englishman's view of the Wild West, that sort of thing. We don't like strangers. Oh, really? Shame. I've been looking forward to my visit. Yeah? Well, now you've seen it. Suppose you get back on the boat and try up the line to... Rosebud or Junction City. <laughs> I don't think so. Now, if you'll pardon me, I'll go register at your office. Put your hands up over your head. Higher! You carrying a gun? No. All right. Got your baggage? Yes. Pick it up. I beg your pardon? I said pick it up. Now come on.
Sadly, I must tell you that my parents have disowned me. Your father is imbibing heavily, and his disposition has become somehow crueler. Last week he struck me. I could not hide the black eye from your brother, Hugh. Tell me, Mr. Farley, how did your town get its name? How the hell should I know? Oh, I thought you would take an interest as a matter of pride. Civic pride, you know? Look here, you English bastard. I don't like the way you talk or what you say, so just shut your damn mouth. We made our way in silence. I looked in the windows of business as we passed. People peered from behind half-drawn curtains. There was a large mercantile with tasteful goods shown in a fine display. Next door was a haberdashery. I wanted to stop, but now wasn't the time. I saw women wearing simple calico dresses. One with a small waist and pretty parasol reminded me of Elizabeth. I tipped my hat. Farley did not. He was no gentleman. All right, inside. Now. Where you been, Dake? Ah, checking on him. He just come in off the boat, says he's a writer. London newspaper or something. He ain't carrying. I searched him. Sheriff Clanton? Yeah. J.B. Kendall. I understand I have to register. Yeah. A writer, huh? What you doing here? Oh, sitting bull. And I might want to write about South Sunday. How come? As a matter of fact, the name intrigued me. You kidding? No, not at all. This is the heart of the West. Uh, from what I understand, there might be trouble brewing with the Sioux and the Cheyenne. I'd like to be here if it blows up. Hmm... What's the name of your paper? The London Times. You ever hear of it, Dake? No. Mister, all kinds come to these here parts. I'd hate to call you a liar. We don't take kind of lies. Uh-huh. J.B. Candle. London Times. <laughs> hey, that's what it says. You see that, Dake? Yeah, that's what it says. Uh, are the strangers get off the boat with him? Nah, just him. Ah, well. Ah. Well, you sound all right to me, Mr. Kendall. Now just remember, I got a set of rules. You learn to live by them while you're here. You'll get along. No man except them authorized by me carries a gun in South Sunday. Uh, this way we don't get a bunch of crazy look it up miners shooting up the place. It seems the usual thing for a man to be armed. It ain't usual here. It's again the law. You get yourself fixed up at a hotel? Not yet. Well, you go on over to the Empire. Tell them Frank Clanton sent you. 
They'll take care of you. Very good of you. Dake, take a look at his baggage. You're going to search my luggage? That's right. No guns in South Sunday. Not worn, not hidden. That's the law. I haven't got one. I'm glad to hear it. I like a peaceable man. <laughs> Felt like you might want to settle down here. Quietest little town in the Montana Territory. I'll keep it in mind. Ain't nothing in his bags, Frank. <laughs> well now, Mr. Kendall, you enjoy your stay. Anything you want, you just ask me. Oh, and I'd appreciate it if you put my name in your paper. Whatever you want to say, it's okay with me. I heard my destination before I came upon it. Cautiously, I walked inside. It was the gaudiest room I'd ever seen. Red-flocked wallpaper covered the walls with elaborate mirrors. At the check-in desk, a man with glasses looked up from his ledger, somewhat surprised to see me. Uh, afternoon. Uh, I'm looking for a room. My name is J.B. Kendall. Sheriff Clanton recommended your establishment. Well, well sh sh Sheriff Clanton, you say? Well, in that case, I'll give you one of my best rooms. Just uh, uh, sign, sign here. Room 206. Uh, you, uh, you just let the sheriff know that we took good care of you, Mr. Kendall. I put you away from some of the girls' rooms, if you savvy. Thanks. Say, do you know why your town is called South Sunday? Well, well, I don't know. I've been in these parts 15 years. It's always been South Sunday to me. I see. Well, if you would be so kind as to direct me to my room, I need to freshen up. Please send towels and hot water as soon as possible. Yes, certainly, Mr. Kendall. I'll take care of that right away. Thank you. I am sorry to fill the page with heavy words. I know you could not remain here and watch these terrible deeds transpire. I only hope that your time in America brings you peace with our situation. My hotel room is a palace in comparison to the shared quarters on the riverboat. For the first time since St. Louis, I was completely alone with my thoughts. It wasn't a happy place to be. After cleaning up, I went downstairs. Thankfully, the piano had stopped. The bar was practically empty, but I wasn't alone for long. Hi. You're the English fella, ain't you? Candle? 
She was a petite brunette in a faded, off-altered, low-cut dress. She could have been pretty if it weren't for her careworn eyes and utter lack of makeup. I'm Lila. I work here. Frank Clanton said to be nice to you. I'm being nice. Wanna buy me a drink? It's on Frank. I'd be delighted. Champagne, Harry. Frank says it's not ladylike to drink whiskey. <laughs> hey, what do you do to that man? I never seen Frank like this. He thinks I'm going to write about him for my paper. Are you? More than likely. You gonna write about me too? If you want me to. I'm Dake Farley's girl. Dake don't like you. He got mad when Frank said to be nice to you. Uh, does everyone in South Sunday do what Clanton tells them to do? Sure. Why? What is it about Clanton? You seem like a right nice feller. Don't ask questions. Hmm. What about you then? Me? What do you care? Well, where are you from? I was born in Ohio. Got married. Come out west. Five years back, my husband got killed in a gunfight. I don't know. Kind of drifted around. Ended up here. One place is as good as the next. What about you? Your home's in England, huh? It was. You one of them lords or dukes or something? No, not exactly. Married? No. Well, must be an interesting life traveling around, seeing new things. What you doing in Montana? I want to get an interview with Sitting Bull. You kidding? Well, I'll be. I suppose you'll be glad to get back home, though. Well, let's just say one place is as good as the next. Ah, look. Your friend Mr. Farley's just come in. Listen, you be careful with him. They can get awful mean. Doesn't he take orders from Clanton, too? Don't talk smart like that. It riles him up. Ah, oh, Mr. Farley, will you join us? No. I just come by to say don't you get no ideas about Lila. Now what ideas do you think I I'm have? telling you. You're telling me what? Keep your hands off my girl. You understand? My dear fellow, I haven't touched your girl. The thought never even entered my mind. You're just asking for trouble, ain't you? Not at all. You think you can come in here with your fancy talk and your fancy ways and make a fool out of me? Maybe Frank's a sucker, but not me! I don't like you. I ain't trust you one bit. Jake, we were just having a drink like Clayton said. That's all. You shut the hell up! Oh! oh.
Mr. Farley, it couldn't be of less consequence what you think of me, but that I don't stand for, chum. My nose! My damn nose! I imagine it's broken. Now, if you don't mind, I'll relieve you of these. A chap like you has no right to one gun, let alone two. Run along. You fool! You should have killed him! There's two more besides Dake and Clinton. They'll get you for sure. I think you'd better clear out before Mr. Farley stops bleeding. He won't be in a very nice mood. I'm going to have a little talk with Sheriff Clanton. down there. Dake will have told Clanton by now. They'll be waiting. You want to die? Of course not. Well, if you're gunning for them... Gunning for who? I'm not gunning for anybody. Then why are you going down to see Frank? I told you. I just want to talk to the sheriff. Talk? Listen, you gotta get out of town. Don't you know who they really are? Should I? Damn! You don't know what you've done! Shh! Quick! This way! She took my hand and we ducked into an alleyway, running to a rickety flight of stairs. It was the back entrance to the Empire Hotel. We ran down a musty corridor and hurried into her room. Clothing was strewn everywhere. A rancid combination of cigars, body odor, and rotten food hung in the air. It was clearly a reflection of Lila's current situation in life. I don't think they'll look for you in here. Mr. Farley's going to be quite upset if they do. His name ain't Farley. And Clanton ain't Clanton. They're the Shelton brothers. Shelton? Who are they? There's four of them. They're hiding out from Billy the Kid. They killed one of Billy's men. Billy swore to get them all for it. That's why Frank won't let anyone carry a gun. How do you know all this? <sighs> it was my husband Dake killed. Harry joined up with Billy for excitement, I guess. One time he was gone out of town three months. I was lonesome, and well, I met Dake. When Harry came back, they had a fight over me. Then Dake made me come with him. And they think Billy the Kid sent me? Who made Frank the sheriff? Nobody. There wasn't one when we came. He just took over. Funny thing is... I guess he's a pretty good sheriff. He quit the old ways. Kinda likes it here. 
Why have you told me all this? I don't know. You talk to me like I was a lady. Dake treats me like hell. Uh, maybe I want to see you finish him. It's not going to be very pleasant for you anymore. Pleasant? Mister, you got a funny way of saying things. Do you have any friends or family at home? In Ohio? You know what it costs to get there. I got no money. But if you could? If I could. Huh. I had nice folks. Don't even know if they're alive or dead. I'd sure like to take a chance and find out. Well, then we'll see what we can do. Where are you going now? To have that talk with Frank. Uh, do you know how to use a gun? Yeah. Well, take this one. Lock yourself in after I've gone. You keep it. I got a derringer. All right. Uh, here. In case I have any trouble, it's $50. I don't want your money. At least you'll be able to get out of town. Now you, you take it. Watch yourself, will you? Dake's got a mean draw. It was now evening. I knew the Sheltons were looking for me. The advantage was on their side as the town was strange to me. I followed the back alleys as best as I could, heading in the general direction of the sheriff's office. It was the one place I was certain of safety from a surprise attack. Sheriff ain't here. What do you want? Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Ken? Keep your hands where they are. Billy? Billy the Kid sent you? Now listen here, Mr. Slowly I and very carefully, unbuckle your gun belt and let it drop to the floor. If you try to be foolish and brave, I shall be delighted to shoot you in the stomach. No, not me, Mr. Kendall. See, see, just, just like you say. Which Shelton are you? I'm, I'm Monroe. Very well, Monroe. Go into the cell in the far corner and close the door behind you. You, you wouldn't kill me now, would you? Oh, yes, I would. Turn around and stand with your back to the door. Close it, please. Good. Turn around, please. Now, I'm going to gag you. In order to do so, I must put my guns away and use two hands. If by any chance your friends come in and you make an outcry, I shall teach you a trick I learned in India. It feels something like this. <laughs> Effective, don't you think? <sighs> All right. Now head close to the bars, please. By the way, how many are looking for me? Two? Three. Ah, three. Well now, 
We'll make ourselves comfortable and wait for your brothers. changed you. Perhaps it was the death surrounding you. Games you once played became real. It was dangerous. But you were still the same man to me, even with the scars you bore internally. I pray that God watches over you. ever played Mumble Tea Peg? No. Oh, it's an old English game one plays with a knife. I've been playing since I was seven. You see, you have a very sharp knife, and then you flip it from different positions so that the blade sticks into the ground. Why, did you know I can toss it from behind my back and straight into a man's They're coming. Remember what I told you, Monroe. Not a sound. Kendall! We know you're in there! Damn. Is there a back door? No. Come out with your hands up! We're coming in after you! Let's get that gag off. I can see I'm going to need you. What? What are you going to do? I'll probably end up having to kill you. Nothing personal, you understand. The hell you say, Kendall? Open the door and throw your guns out! I've got a much better idea. You open the door and throw your guns in. Tell him. Frank! Frank, don't do nothing crazy now! He's got a gun in my head! He's gonna kill me, Frank! Kendall! We could rush you! You can't get all three of us! You have my permission. I don't know how your brother will feel about it. Oh no, Frank! He's gonna shoot! Do what he says, Frank! All right, all right! Kendall, we'll open the door and throw down our guns. You give us your word you won't shoot! Not unless you do. Okay, we're coming in now. Well, what a pleasant family reunion. The brothers Shelton. Keep your hands where I can see them. Now, look. Billy the Kid made a mistake about what happened. Dake didn't mean to kill Lila's husband, did you, Dake? I outdrew him, that, that's all. Why, sure, that's that's what it was. Uh, Lila knows it was a fair fight, she'll tell you. I hope she's well. Oh, oh, she's fine, just fine. Now, now, we got no fight with the kid or you. Why don't we all go down to the saloon and have a drink, huh? Talk it over? Me and my brothers, we've been living a nice quiet life up here. We don't want no trouble. Get him, Dave! Ah! 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 I, I hit damn it. 
completely dishonorable and most unwise. Any more hidden armaments? Your other brother is also dead now. You gonna kill us? That depends. Have you got $500? Well, yeah. I guess so. Lila wants to go home. That's about what it'll cost. You have the money here? Uh, sure. It's it's a uh, it's in the safe. Yeah, yeah. Why why why, why she, she could take the boat out when it leaves in the morning. Ain't that so, Dave? Sure. Get it. That settles our account. Now get into that cell and drag your brothers in there with you. Whichever one of you men survives the night, I suggest you head out of South Sunday at daybreak and never return. Incidentally, until today, I had no idea who you were. I've certainly never met your friend Billy the Kid. Just thought you might like to know. Hey! What about Dave? He's got to have a doctor. He'll bleed to death. He probably will. I'm going back to the hotel. If Lila's all right, I'll send a doctor. If she's not, I'll find an undertaker. remain steadfast in my attempts to contact you. I have faith that you will be able to navigate whatever troubled waters you encounter. My only hope is that one day you find your way back to me. Please do take care of yourself. And as always, I love you. morning, ain't it? <sighs> Thank you, Mr. Candle. Your kindness helped more than you'll ever know. She looked much younger. I noticed how beautiful she could be. I also now knew how raw and unpredictable the West was. Like Lila, it was also magnificent, refreshing, and determined to grow into something more. I was excited to experience this country firsthand. You ever come out Ohio where you look me up? <laughs> Here. I will remember that. You're going to miss your boat. Good luck. You're a gentleman. I'll never forget you. Goodbye. With that, she turned and walked up the gangplank. When she reached the top, she turned back and gave me a wave, 
and then disappeared from my sight. Ah, Mr. Kendall, what a fine duster you have on. Made yourself a purchase from Jacob's Haberdashery, I see. My tailor in London never made the ability to draw a gun a criterion for wardrobe fittings. <laughs> well, by the way, I asked a few citizens how South Sunday got its name. Oh? Any news? Well, a shepherd knows he has no need to question the names of the sheep in his flock. He cares for the flock despite their names. Oh, hey, did you hear? The Shelton brothers came into town last night and had a shootout with the sheriff and Jake Farley. Oh, Farley and another feller got shot dead. Undertaker's getting their boxes ready now. You don't say. Sheriff and his deputy, Monroe, rode out of town early this morning to track them down. Marvelous. I'll have to mention all this in my article in the London Times. Sheriff says he'll follow him to the ends of the earth for as long as it takes. It sounds like Mr. Clanton won't be returning anytime soon. Now, I wonder, has that letter from England arrived yet? Oh, I'm afraid not. Mail's already come in and won't be any more until next week. Oh. Well, when it does come in, perhaps you'd be kind enough to forward it to me. Oh, sure, sure. What address? In care of the express office, Rosebud, Montana Territory. S say, uh, that's a perfect place for you to be heading. Oh? Why, sure. Ain't you hurt? Sitting Bull, he was just seen out of town. You've just heard the first in a new series of Frontier Gentlemen. Frontier Gentlemen was written and created by Anthony Ellis. This episode was adapted and edited by Brianna Ellis Isaac and James Scully. Featured in the cast were Matthew Roper as J.B. Kendall, with Casey LaForest, Eric Davy Gislason, David Linton, Gustavo Rodriguez, James Scully, Mary Murphy, and Brett Solomini. Music was composed and conducted by Patrick Smith. Walter Nordquist of Brooklyn Podcasting Studios was engineer. Brianna Ellis Isaac was producer and James Scully director. Join us next time from Rosebud, Montana Territory for another report from J.B. Kendall, Frontier Gentlemen.